Hey, Cones, what's going on out there? New episode, Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. Before we start the show, real quick, we'll make it fast, uh, patreon.com slash booked. I don't always think that everybody has a full understanding of what we do on the Patreon. Um, and I wanted to give the five main reasons why I think it's important to uh, at least give it some thought. You know what I mean? $5 a month. All right. Number one, huge support to this show. What we do, whether it's Facebook, whether it's booking cruises, whether it's doing research, writing articles, whether it's updating the website, uh, anything we do. That $5 per month, if you are so inclined, goes a huge long way to helping me. You know, it's crazy times out there. You know, various people out there have various degrees of whether they're working full-time, working part-time, working from home, going into work. Uh, Some people get unemployment. Some people get this, that, whatever. I don't know. Uh, Right now, being honest, Patreon. That's what I got going on. So anything you could do for that, it is a huge help for me. Uh, Another reason, there are almost 300 back episodes. I don't know if you guys thought that these episodes disappear. So if you are having any, I guess, um, withdrawal or you'd want more content, I would say, you know, definitely check it out. We do, we try to do an hour or or two hours a week, I should say. Uh, I know we missed last week, but we're here, we're back, and we're doing it again. And uh, if there is ever a break, and the reason why there's a break sometimes now, because there's no cruise ships going on. You know what I mean? So it's a little tough to kind of come up with a full chock full show when there is actually no cruising going on. So if there's a little bit of a gap, that is the reason why. But if you don't like the gap, you can avoid the gap by signing on to the Patreon and you get an extra show every single day. Uh, it's like a companion. You know what I'm saying? It's like if uh, you, this is reason number three, if you are just kind of just going for a walk, we do the same things. A lot of times we talk about, you know, uh, we talk about the coronavirus. We talk about that kind of like, you know, maybe a five or 10 minute intro in the beginning of talking about the numbers and kind of just going over it and what things look like and kind of establishing what the daily lay of the land is from, you know, if there's any new developments or what the numbers look like, they're going up, they're going down. And we do that and we just kind of got in that habit. But then we get into whatever else we get into. So you get a, um, a lot of things that you don't get on the regular show. You know, sometimes there's uh, drinking, sometimes there's, uh, (laughs) you know, interviews with friends I've cruised with. There's all sorts of stuff. There's off-topic things. I would say that, too. If you are really strictly about the cruise info and that's it, you definitely wouldn't want to sign on to the Patreon. But if you want to kind of explore a little bit and uh, hear some other stuff, whether it's comedy, TV shows, pop culture, sports. I just got pulled away from watching Mike Tyson interview Shannon Briggs amazing interview i'm definitely going to get back to that later on tonight but um really really cool uh there's also some other stuff like exclusive content like i have interviews with some people who you know like i say doug parker shout out to doug parker he's been on the show a bunch of times and we always get him on and he specifically wants to be on the patreon because he lets loose he goes i don't want to use the word uncensored but yeah it's kind of uncensored he'll kind of give you some jewels and some gems that he really won't want to say if it's not behind a behind the paywall and if you do listen to the patreon you'll know exactly why but that's pretty much it those are the five reasons that i think you should consider becoming a patreon and that is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked let's start the show
Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show coming to you not quite live from the K Compound in Boca Raton, Florida. How's everybody doing in, uh, I guess, non-cruise land? We're going to do this off the seat of the pants. Man, I don't know what to tell you. I think we're going to put on a pretty good show, but I'll tell you what. You know, it's not necessarily a situation when we have it where we have a ton to talk about. There is some breaking news here and there. You know, is Alaska letting us cruise there? Are they not? Is Australia or are they not? There's so much that, um, you know, there's so much that isn't going on in cruising that, you know, it makes it, it shines a whole huge light on the things that are. Uh, I guess the big stories now are the repatriation, uh, you know, the continuous battle to try to find out who's cruising when, if at all, this year. I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert. I don't want to uh, Debbie be Debbie Downer, but to me, it's it's. A situation where who knows who knows right now but i do want to invite you guys to check out the always be booked cruise and travel lounge on facebook you may notice that we changed the name of it it was the always be booked cruisers ultra lounge on facebook but yes i did change it up because of the fact that listen here we are there is not a cruise to be seen inside anywhere and we don't know when the next one is going to happen so i do I'm, I'm flat out here to tell you you know what i mean at least for the time being and we'll see where it goes and i'm hoping a lot of you guys can roll with this because hey listen everything's about pivoting everything's about adjusting and i think the people who will kind of go forward and survive are the people who who are able to and you see it all through history the people and the entities that are able to kind of readjust and uh and reinvent themselves when it's necessary are the ones who kind of sustain and for that reason that's what i'm going to go into a little bit right now like i said for at least the time being while there is no cruising going on i am going to delve in some other stuff you may see it happen on the cruises ultra lounge we'll talk about who knows and i'm going to emphasize a little bit more of the travel part of things not even just travel also lifestyle you know what i mean whether it's beer whether it's drinks food whether it's anything you know i think cruising goes along with travel and travel goes along with a lot of that stuff when you do travel what do you want to do you want to experience local culture you want to experience different things for your five senses and that's what we're going to do we're going to talk a lot about that other stuff and right now especially even when cruising does come back into play hopefully within the next couple of months you know not everybody is going to be ready to jump back on a ship and what i'd like to do is kind of put together some uh i guess information for you guys and you know and then it's not listen this has never been like mr uh i've never been like mr educational here you know what i mean i like to it's more of a rah-rah about cruising rather than you know a show that kind of gives you the x's and o's and gives you hardcore information about all right this is where you go to do exactly this to do you get plenty of that but i think the main theme of this show is the energy and the celebration around the vacation you know what i mean so we're gonna do that like we did it for cruising, 
but we're also going to do it for just other forms of travel. And the areas that I think I want to include, but not necessarily limited to. Listen, if I get somebody who wants to come on the show and they had a great experience and they're dying to talk about you know, their experience at the Great Wall of China. You know what? I'm going to have them on. I'm going to talk a little bit. Maybe we won't do an hour segment on it, but maybe 20 minutes on just what it's like to walk across, you know, one of the eight wonders, one of the seven wonders of the world. So I think that's appropriate. But uh, more, more often, it's like I said, it's going to be cruising. But more often than, you know, real exotic destinations, we're going to do more Florida-centric things, like whether it's theme parks, whether it's Key West, whether it's, uh, you know, Daytona Beach, uh, West Coast of Florida. We'll do uh, vacations that are more domestic. Not all domestic, but more domestic. Maybe some land-based Caribbean vacations. We will enter into the, dare I say, all-inclusive land-based vacation sandals and things like that and uh we'll just talk about we'll talk about boating life we'll talk about food we'll talk about trends just stuff lifestyle travel all centered around cruising but maybe dabbling in other areas while this cruising i guess whatever you want to call it a halt is going on but let's start off with some cruising stuff so when do you guys think we are going back to sea now, there was a big meeting today, and when I say today, I mean Thursday, yeah, and that is the 11th. There was a big meeting with all the uh, powers that be with the CDC and the cruise lines. Now, I'm hearing that the agenda for this meeting was not as much because uh, everybody's talking about this date. This July 24th date is that 90-day extension that was put on the cruise lines. And everybody freaked out when it happened, right? Everybody was like, well, that doesn't mean it's going to have to last that long because it seemed obscene that there would be a 90-day halt on cruising. Everybody was like, no way, there's no chance. Everybody was kind of hinging, myself included. I was basically saying, well, they say 90 days, but it's probably not going to be 90 days. They put it out there. They They gave themselves the wiggle room to be able to retract that. And put that you know, of the if one of the three things the X you know X Y Z happened, and I was counting back then because you know ninety days just seemed so long back then, but I was counting on it not lasting the full ninety days. Now here we are discussing this whole thing and wondering if it's even going to be within those 90 days if it's not going to be later than those 90 days so there was a meeting today and what i'm told and what i've what i've seen is that it wasn't really the forefront of the agenda to talk about whether or not they are going to extend or just let that expire the 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 cdc halt on cruising um we'll 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 have to see though i can't imagine that they would get together and it wouldn't be discussed. But I heard the main topic of the meeting was trying to get people back home, get crew members and people on ships still back home and repatriated to their home countries, which is really something that plays a part in whether or not we're going to be able to cruise soon. Because if these people are still on the ship and they haven't even been home yet, we still got to get them home. Uh, a lot of them we got to get back. We got to restaff these ships. There is so much to do. Um, it, it's it's weird. What's going on out there? Royal Caribbean is starting to announce some dates of which some of their ships will be returning. It's kind of like a little bit of a mixed bag. You're seeing all sorts of, you know, because, again, the official word from the cruise line is a month-to-month situation, right? Right now, they're still talking about July 31st, I think. You know, I think they just pushed it to July 31st 
that's what most of them did. But they're basically telling you, listen, this is a month-to-month thing. We're telling you there's no way we're cruising before then. Reality is they're probably not cruising on July 31st. Now, I don't know. Call me cynical. I know a lot of people. That's not what anybody wants to hear who has a cruise booked in, uh, you know, when I say July 31st, if it goes back to sea, if they go back to sailing on August 1st, then if you had an August 8th cruise, you'd be able to go on that. If you had an August 16th cruise, you'd be able to go on that. What I'm saying is I don't think that that's going to happen. Shoot the messenger all you want. Remember, this is just my opinion. You just have to follow. You have to you have to kind of use common sense and follow the trends that you're seeing. You know, you start seeing if one cruise line announces that they are going to extend their own personal halt, despite what the CDC says, despite what any other cruise line says, you have to kind of think that everybody's going to follow suit. So what are the last, I guess, so Royal Caribbean really is not, is not trying to announce it. They're basically telling you, and Carnival just jumped on board with this as well, okay? Carnival's playing games a little bit. Carnival came out, and they really had you believing that August 1st was a reality. And so did our little buddies over at Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. When they confidently said January 25th, that was like a hell yeah. We're coming back. We're back better than ever. When can we sail? Okay, so this thing gets lifted July 24th. We're sailing July uh, July 25th. Okay? Good. I like their bravado. I don't, I'm not mad at it. But then you have Carnival who really put together uh, a, a statement, a legitimate statement detailing which ships from which ports we're going to go. They announced, they get, listen, it ain't going to be a full schedule. It ain't going to be our entire fleet. It's going to be a certain amount of ships that are going to leave from a certain amount of ports. I think it was like 11, 11 sailings that we're going to go out on August 1st. Yeah, that was a little premature. You probably should have known it was a little premature when you really haven't heard back from a lot of these islands. At that time when they had made that announcement, now since you have, since then you have heard some things from some of the islands, and it looks like they're ready to, in fact, it looks like they're ready to come back a little bit even before the cruise line. They're ready to accept visitors before the cruise line. Now there's going to be stipulations, which is weird, and that's what's going to make it tricky for when you do go back to sailing, because the cruise lines can say to you, all right, what we're going to do with the cruise port is we're going to test your temperature. We're going to take your temperature, and I, I'm hearing the number 100.4, which to me is weird, right? Because isn't that a freaking fever? That's what I keep hearing. If your temperature is over 100.4 degrees, you can't sail. So if I got a 100.2 degree fever, and that's damn well what it is, I can get right on the ship? That's a whole separate story, though. So the cruise line could have that policy. We're going to check your temperature, and it's if it's below X degrees, we're going to let you on. That says nothing of whether or not you can get into Aruba, whether or not you can get into Grand Cayman. Whether Grand Cayman, forget about it. They already said through uh, Halloween, right? Through October 31st. So there is the cruise line's guidelines for what it's going to be, but then it's also the destination. Because you see in places decide that they're going to open up. Jamaica decided they're going to open up, I believe. Nassau, Bahamas decided they're going to open up. Some of the ABC islands decided that they're going to open up. So they're ready. Who else did? I think another one did. Um, was it Jamaica? Somebody else said they were ready. We'll see, though. Yeah. 
Jamaica. Uh, so Jamaica may want to test. They may want a, a proof of a COVID-free test. So that may not be not something may not be something that the cruise line is going to require of you. But if it's one of the, if it's the requirement of one of the ports, and you feel like you want to get off the, on that port, or maybe the cruise line does a blanket thing where if you're on the ship, you got to con- uh, comply with whatever the ports of call want. We will see. And here's the problem, and here's why you got to know you're not going anywhere on August 1st. Because this stuff is not laid out. It's, there's no plan for it. They are still trying to get people back home. That's the focus right now. Do not... And, and, and oh, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right. So, like I said, Royal Caribbean not announcing anything. Carnival came out. They were very bold. They talked about what they were going to do on August 1st. And now they are clearly walking back from that. CruiseRadio.net has a great article on it today. And Arnold Donald, uh, you know, is he a smooth talker? Who knows? Is he not a trustworthy guy? You know what I mean? My uncle told me never to trust a guy with two first names. It's a joke, but maybe it's true. Arnold Donald, I don't know. Do you trust a guy with two first names? Never trust a guy with two first names and never trust a guy named after a city. Those are two rules of thumbs that I've learned to go by. I haven't always gone by them, but I don't know. You tell me. What do you think about it? Um, but, you know, just getting back to what I was saying before about following the hints. What are the hints out there? Uh, Canada canceled sailings. Okay? They said no more. You're not, you know, we're not sailing until after October. Same thing with Australia, okay? So they're not wanting to risk things. They're protecting people's lives, and they're protecting their economics. They don't want to get sued. They don't want to get exposed to a It's a liability if you do. Recently, Cunard said the same thing. Their halt is until November as of right now. Holland America recently announced some reschedulings, and uh, so far what I'm seeing, there's nothing happening with Holland America before September 20th. Now, here's another aspect to it, and we're going to have to see what's going on. And yes, I don't want to get into or spend much time on all the crap that's going on in the world right now because it really is unprecedented times. I only go back, you know, of memory, 35 years or so. So I can't really talk for before that, but as far as what you're seeing outside your window right now, this is really something to think about. It's something to kind of, I mean, just just reflect on and understand. You're going through some stuff right now. This country, this world uh, is going through something. You're like, what's next? What the hell can possibly be next? But um, so in, in regards to that and how that relates to what we're talking about, you're seeing these protests and... You do not know whether it's the protests or not, whether it's Memorial Day or not, whether it's just the fact that we're going into the phases, the second and the first and second phases of trying to uh, re-enter normalcy, re-enter society. It's an experiment, and you're seeing already right now. If you believe it, now I don't know. I think it's a little early, but if you listen to people, it says there's a spike. And the spike is coming now, and the spike is happening. You're hearing about Florida. You're hearing about some other states that because of all these, uh, and, and the time will tell within a couple of weeks. But if these numbers shoot back up with any sort of significance, what do you think? The cruise lines are not going to push it back even more? They're not playing around, guys. This is serious money. 
Carnival's got more lawsuits. I mean, talking about Princess or whatever else. They got more lawsuits that they want to deal with. Norwegian is battling some lawsuits. And uh, they're borrowing all this money. Okay? They borrowed a lot of money. They're on the hook for lots and lots of money out there. So it's very, very important that they be careful and proceed with caution in terms of uh, everybody wants to get back making revenue. But if it's done irresponsibly, not only is it irresponsible, like I just said, like I just repeated myself, it's also going to hurt them financially long term. You know what I mean? They want to get back to cruising as much as possible, but they want to do it right. The quicker they get back right, if they have to take out all these loans, these billions of dollars in loans, and then rush back to sea only to have another disaster, then it's over. Forget it. They're not going to survive from that. You know, it's still a lot of people still have a concern or um, I guess are questioning a lot of well-qualified financial analysts are questioning if these cruise lines are going to be able to come out of this. Now, I'm using common sense, and I'm saying, yes, they will. As of right now, they secured a bunch of liquidity. You know the product is good. You know it's popular. All that needs to happen is things have to get back to normal, and yes, they will become profitable again. If this happens again, if they go through this again, I'm not as confident. I'm not as confident at all. So if numbers spike, that could be a, I mean, that would be a devastating blow to anybody's expectations in terms of hoping to get back to sea anywhere close to, and that's that's what you're hearing a lot. You're starting to hear rumblings. Usually what you get is the smoke, right? And then you get the fire. You know what I mean? First, it was the 90-day thing. They conditioned you with that. Is it really going to be 90 days? Uh, Probably not, but they just threw that out there. And then, oh, look, here we are. The 90 days is maybe up in July, but we're talking about, oh, that wasn't enough, the 90 days. Then they push it back. Now it's a game of playing chicken. Nobody wants to be the first one. Nobody wants to expose themselves to these uh, possible health and legal disasters. So when you hear people say, and I would have thought you were out of your freaking mind, and I got two cruises booked. I got two dream cruises booked. I got an 11-day celebrity uh, equinox to the deep southern Caribbean on three or four ports of call that I've never been to. Man, I can't. I'm I'm just closing my eyes dreaming about that cruise. And that's in October, early October. And then I have the group, the uh, always, be booked, always Be Booked Pirates and Pier Runners group cruise. By the way, if you are interested in getting on that group cruise, November 7th out of Miami on the Carnival Magic, seven days going to, uh, uh, what is it? It's uh, St. Thomas. It's going to uh, Grand Turk. It's going to, um, to Amber Cove. And there's really good pricing on it. By the way, that's a sailing. Even if you don't go on the group cruise, give me a call, 323-GETAWAY, or hit me up, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. There are some really good deals on that. And, uh, you know, whether it's the November 7th, which is the group cruise, or it's any of the other itineraries, there's really good pricing on that sailing, and I think that's a phenomenal ship and a phenomenal itinerary. But either way, those are two cruises that I am extra, extra excited about. Now, when I see people, and this is when people got to manage themselves, because I think people get mad, and I think it's a little, 
realistically let's we're all adults out here let's let's not get fired up everybody's gonna have an opinion and it's like a war zone out there it's like a knife fight if you go on these cruise groups uh those are the two things you don't want to go on and uh you know be too brash with your opinion on whether it's uh, any any discussion about how COVID-19 is being handled. Obviously, I'm not even going to touch the, you know, the tensions as far as the protests and things like that. That's, you know, you can go, you can, we'll be here all night for that. But it's just very, very sensitive. You know, I think the thing is, it's just everybody had strong opinions. Everybody had, uh, your, but now everybody knows everybody's opinions. I think that's the problem. And I think that's contributing to what is uh, really ending up being a negative, a negative to the, um, I guess, what would you call it, the the the, the progression of this country. And I, th- I think it's honestly, really, I'll say it. You want me to make a bold statement here? While there's no cruising going on, get a little political. Yeah, I think the future of our country, and this is going to be a lot of you. It's like, oh no shit, Tommy. I think uh, for the first time, our future of our country is actually, as we know it, is 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 questioned right now you're right to question it because i've never seen such division i've never seen it i've never seen it but getting back to what we're talking about there's just so much division when it comes to these cruise groups and people get mad like i'll tell you right now i don't think we're going to be sailing until at least september and then think about it too there's there's it's not going to come all the way back on the first run so that's starting to put my sailings in jeopardy but I'm, guys, let's take a step back. You know what I mean? I'm a single guy. I should be the one that's devastated. I got these. I live for these cruises. <laughs> I should be the one that's ultra devastated if they get canceled. But there's a lot of people out there who really are, they take it very personal when you say that, when you weigh in on your prediction of when we're going to go back to sea. People get mad. People People get upset and people get fired up. Guys, people are allowed to think just because you do have a cruise booked in that period of time, other people are allowed to think that you're not going to go on that cruise. Listen, I can tell you one thing. Their opinion on it isn't going to change it one way or another. Yeah, I get it. You feel like they're raining on your parade a little bit, but you you don't know them. They don't know you. They're just weighing in with an opinion. You know what I mean? I told a bunch of people. I didn't think anybody was going to be sailing in June or July. People thought I was being a party pooper. Well, June and July forget it you know what i mean so right now we're still looking at september 1st i could pretty much tell you that's out the window uh just from my observation yes i could be completely wrong i could be wrong but that's what it looks like from my from my vantage point using what i know about the industry about business about society about cruising and just filtering it through my common sense machine my output says forget about august that's just what I see. So now we're talking about September. Now, if we're going to be able to pull off September, and guys, trust me, I'm hoping we get report tomorrow. The CDC met with the cruise lines. Yes, they talked about repatriation, but then they got together and they started talking about, you know, what the possibility is. And you know what? August 1st looks very, very realistic. And the CDC is uh, has is planned on lifting that cruise halt as 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 expected on June 24th I hope I'm wrong but it just doesn't look like it to me because think about it you would hear more chatter about what is going to take place as far as the steps you know what I mean 
what are the what you heard and you have heard things on board but you heard a lot of um i guess generalities you know like i say like when my boss comes in or the health department comes in and they want this done i want these tuesday nights better okay so and so wants tuesday nights better we got to come up with a 10 point list to make tuesday nights better send it in boom you know a list is just a list until you put it into action you know what i'm saying so i know there's been some lists out there i know i've seen some lists but i need more details you have to show me uh, a lot of details for me to be confident that this is a real thing and we're really talking about getting back to see, I have to see or even the legal side of it. What type of waiver are we going to have to sign? Because we're going to have to sign waivers, I would imagine. They'd be foolish not to have us sign waivers. What uh, what are we going to have to have? Are we going to have to have notes from doctors? Are we going to have to have temperatures taken? Are we going to, throughout the cruise, have to check in with our temperature? Um, what is going to be the guidelines for the buffet? What is going to be the guidelines? You know, are they? What type of equipment do they have to invest? Imagine the investment the cruise lines are going to have to make with all this. I was surprised, and again, a little caveat that I got from Doug when he was on one of the Patreon episodes is that yes, cruise ships can turn a profit at thirty percent. I didn't know that. I thought you had to be near full and then rely on the onboard spending. Uh, but I didn't know you can turn a profit on a cruise ship at 30%. So they don't want to be at 30%, but it is what it is. But then besides that, taking that type of hit, taking all the hits that they have to take regarding all of the um, canceled sailings that never that never happened. And now you're going to tell them that they have to invest in all this equipment all this new manpower, but they haven't detailed what any of that stuff is. So you know why they haven't detailed it? Because they don't freaking know yet. They haven't detailed that stuff because there's thousands of people still floating around at sea that they're trying to get home in a humanitarian effort. So I really think that there needs to be a lot more that is put out there before the first sailing happens. And then... Once that first sailing is put out there, you know damn well it's not going to be at full strength. You know, maybe it's going to be uh, like Carnival said. That was their intention to put out put out a couple of sailings. You know, what I think it was eleven. Maybe the same thing with Royal Caribbean. Same thing with uh, 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 Norwegian. And then they're going to try that for a month and see how that goes. Now, after a month of that, will they go back to a full fleet? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they'll add a few more ships. First of uh, October, second week a little more. Who knows? I would probably say it's there's people out there now earmuffs. If you're sensitive, if you're sensitive and 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 your cruise is your life, and you will just not hear of any talk of cruising being shut down, and you won't listen to any talk, hogwash, pish posh, to anything talking about cruise. Listen earmuffs right now i am not fully convinced that the next cruise won't be in january of 2021 and i'll go out of limb and i'll say it like this i don't think there will be a full fleet of every cruise line out to sea before january 1st so maybe i'll say it'll return before i think it will return before that I'm confident it will return before that, well before that. But as far as a full schedule of sailings, I think you're looking at 2021, the earliest. 
to be able to say, look at every single cruise ship that was out there in early January, to have all of them back out there, you won't see that happen till the 1st of next year, in my opinion. I'm not sure. I want to know what you guys think. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let me know, please. All right, Royal Caribbean is announcing some delays on some of their refurbishments. Uh, the Royal Amplified Project. Man, that project has really worked out well for them. And I love what they've done so far. And it seemed like they've started out with really taking a lot of their mid I wouldn't even call them mid-sized ships. They're kind of large. Started with the Mariner. I think the Mariner was the one that set, you know, broke the ground navigator they did a tremendous job with oasis beautiful job i think the independence got it as well uh, but now they were planning on doing the liberty the adventure of the seas and the explorer of the seas but they're putting them on hold um and uh that's that's not going to happen for a little while i'm sure they'll re-up it but for now it's not going to happen there's another issue with royal caribbean they had big big plans to take the allure of the seas refurbish that ship and bring it to galveston texas but while they were doing that they were also working on a project of re um uh, uh, just doing some construction on the port in Galveston because of the fact that the Allure is just such a beast. You're talking about up with the top three or four sh- largest ships in the world. So they had to do some construction on the pier and on the dock and on the terminal and everything like that. But that got put off because of all this crap that we're dealing with. And so for that reason, the Allure is not going to fit. It's not going to be able to accommodate Allure of the Seas. And I think they're putting in, which what is it? Is it the Independence? Or the Liberty. It's one of the Freedom Class ships. And uh, that's what's going to happen in that regard. So that's going to be... So some switch-ups with Royal Caribbean. Now, Royal Caribbean is moving another Quantum Class ship to Australia. This is pretty crazy. Now, I'm not going to say that they've only had Quantum Class ships overseas. But for some reason... They've done that a lot. They've moved a lot of the Quantum Class ships. You know, of course you had... um, Quantum starting out in New Jersey, and then you had a couple of the uh, one of the other Quantum class ships in Jersey as well. Uh, but other than that, they seem to just always put them overseas, right? So right now, what you're going to get is uh, the Ovation of the Seas, which is a Quantum class ships uh, ship, and they are going to have it join the Quantum of the Seas in Australia. And I believe it's Radiance of the Seas is also going to be in Australia. So they're going to have three when they're all up and running. And it's going to be a while. Like I said, Australia was one of the ones who are playing. Uh, you know, they're not playing games. They recently announced, listen, forget this. We're not doing We're not doing it through October. No sailings or whatever. But either way, they're all going to return. And I think it's Brisbane. And it's going to happen in a couple of months. But yeah, they're all going to meet down there. Three Royal Caribbean ships. Two of them quantum class in Australia. Um, I was concerned, like we just talked about, on, on the, all the ships returning to service. But for a time, for a good portion of time, I was more concerned about the ports of call. Like, you could say when you think you're going to cruise, but when are the ports of call going to let you back in? you got to remember, a lot of these Caribbean islands are kind of getting through a lot of this unscathed. You know what I mean? And you got to think the isolationism is helping the the, the the fact that they're surrounded by water on all four sides and uh they shut things down and you know the hot weather and a combination of just strict regulations that has helped them a lot 
to avoid the brunt of this global pandemic. Now, why would they want to risk overturning? Why would they want to risk screwing that up, right? But I can give you a good reason why, because they kind of starve if they don't. They are so reliant on the American and international tourism dollar that that is a very, very serious dilemma and a very, very serious decision that they have to make. So they are being careful and they're starting to let people back in. So Jamaica, like we talked about before, is going to start allowing tourists back on June 15th. There is going to be some serious new protocols, including health screenings before and upon entry, and a bunch of different cleanliness and sanitization pro- uh, you know, projects that are going to be in place. They're all going to be announced, I guess, very, very shortly. But listen, this is all you can ask for in anything in life. All you can ask for is progress. And this is exactly what that is. You have a date. It's June 15th. They are going to allow tourists back. And now nobody's cruising there, but you can fly there. And hopefully, you know, they'll work something out with the cruise industry that'll be every, that'll make everybody happy and everybody can go back to Jamaica. We talked about this ship before. One of the ships I am most looking forward to, it's a quantum class ship, is the Odyssey of the Seas. Listen, I said it before, I've been wanting to maybe take a little bit of a break from Royal Caribbean, step aside a little bit, get back to Carnival, and I was very, very dedicated to doing that, and I still am, you know what I mean? I've just gotten such a, I love Royal Caribbean, but I've just gotten such a heavy dose of them, but this Odyssey of the Seas is saying that, you know what, that break from Royal Caribbean may not be as long as I thought it was. The stuff that they have going on on that ship is amazing, and I am most looking forward to checking out that play it again sports bar or playmakers or play playmakers sports bar uh the way they have it situated right on the upper decks not in the promenade as they usually have it they have it up on the higher decks almost in that area where you would maybe think of a johnny rockets to be but then also overlooking the sea on one side and then overlooking the sports complex on the other side with a bunch of tvs with a bunch of you know they have a pretty extensive food menu, the wings, the whole bit, bar food, everything like that, the uh, arcade games, everything. So I think it's going to be a real cool place to be. So anyway, regarding the ship, after a construction pause, it's back and it's progressing nicely at the Meyerwerft German shipyard. There still is no announced updated timeline on when it's going to be completely finished, but there also are no changes to its plans to launch out of Port Everglades in Fort Lauderdale in November later this year. After that, it's going to end up in Europe for the summer of 2021. Odyssey is going to be the first quantum-class ship to call in Aruba and Curacao on eight-day voyages when it is here, when it is out of Port Everglades. Uh, It's going to alternate those deep southern Caribbean eight-day tours with alternative six-day voyages to places like Cozumel, Coco Cay, and Grand Cayman. Man, that's a good cruise right there. I'll tell you what, I don't care what you say. If you are on the Odyssey of the Seas and you couple that up with a Coco Cay trip and then a little Cozumel, uh, not bad. Grand Cayman, eh. Shout out to Austin. I know he loves Grand Cayman. Uh, I got to find out what's going on with that bar. He tells me about this great bar. He had me sold. I was like, you know what? That's right up my alley. A little bit of a pool bar action within the near a beach within the view of the ship itself i'm all in and then you know somebody else chimed in yeah they closed it up but that's too prime a real estate to be 
closed that long. I'm sure it'll open up soon. All right, so we all know the cruise industry has been ravaged from so many angles and none more devastating than the layoffs and the pay cuts. Norwegian announced a temporary 20% reduction in base salary for its top executives. Now, make no mistake, these people are not going to starve. They're still making a significant amount of money. But this is, let's call it what it is, this 20% reduction in salary. That's pretty significant. You know, try telling a baseball player. Look at the look what's going on in the Major League Baseball right now. Owners and, you know, they're trying to get back and give the American people something to watch, American worldwide people something to watch, something to root for, a distraction from all the stuff that's going on in the world, and they're fighting over money. It's a pain in the ass. But, yeah, you wouldn't catch uh, these professional athletes quick to agree to a 20% reduction in base salary. So as much money as they are making, let's give them a little credit for taking that hit, 20%. Uh, but Norwegian announced that this pay cut will extend through the end of September. All right, so in the spirit of what we spoke about at the top of the show, which is that we were going to open up the conversation and talk about some other things, not necessarily just cruising. We're going to throw in, you know, at my, I guess, discretion, what will we talk about? Like other destinations, maybe some hidden gems, maybe some drivable places that are a little off the beaten path where you could really still get some surf, sand, and sun in. And, uh, Enjoy yourself, but not necessarily from the view of the Lido deck or the promenade. So I guess what I wanted to do today, so I'll give a little backstory. Big shout out to Bria. I don't know if you guys remember the OGs, always be booked OGs. Remember when I started this podcast out of my bedroom in Orlando, Florida? I uh, was working at a place called Cowgirls Rock Bar. We staffed that out from the beginning, and we got everybody involved, assistant managers, event coordinators, and our event coordinator for that place was Bria. It was always cool to go to work and hang out with Bria and Dan, both of them. It was a good, good little team we had there, and it was always a pleasure to kind of go in and kind of, you know, just made lifelong friends with them. And I was on, uh, Br- I was on Instagram, and Bria put a story up, and. What she put up just looked absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it's saw miles of beach and one of the best sunsets I've ever seen. It was just this really peaceful place. And it did have a Florida, Floridic feel, Floridic feel. Make it up words out here. And uh, I just wrote to her, where? And yeah, she's on her honeymoon, by the way. <laughs> it was so nice. She was like, this is absolutely crazy. I'll, maybe I'll see. What, what was the dialogue? I said, um, I go, holy shit, where? And she said, Marco Island, it's effing amazing. And I said, I'm going, and congratulations. Because, yeah, she was on her wedding there. So that was that was the second part of the story. She was there for a wedding, having a great time. And congratulations, Bria, on your wedding. But uh, the pictures she was posting of Marco Island made me want to be there immediately. And that's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? Wherever you are, I don't know where you live. I don't know where you're listening to this from, but use your resources. You know, if you're up in New York City, we used to go to Montauk. You know what I mean? Two hours away. Had an island feel, like a real island feel. Long Island, you guys know what Long Island is and the reputation. It's all a bunch of, you know, juice heads and, you know, hey, how you doing? But when you get on the train or when you get in the car and drive out to the very tip, it's a whole different animal. It's a really, it's like a boating surf town. It's completely different. Same thing with Lake George. 
three-hour trip from New York upstate on a lake in a freaking middle of a giant forest. You know, so wherever you are, I'd be shocked if you didn't have something within driving distance that you couldn't take advantage of. In the wake of the fact that there is a no sale, no halt on sailing going on, in the wake of the fact that a lot of the country isn't up and running, and you can't in a lot of places in varying degrees throughout the country, there's varying degrees of phasing, phasing in where you don't have to worry about social distancing, but whether it's a legal thing or whether it's a thing where you don't want to mess around and you're still in that area where you don't, you know, you're not comfortable jumping into a lake with, you know, 50 of your closest friends yet. These are destinations and vacations that are very, very friendly for social distancing, very, very friendly on the on on the wallet because you're going to use your car, and it really very, very friendly at being the only freaking option you have. So I'd love to know, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let me know where you are from and where your favorite road trip destination is. And obviously in Florida, we are very rich in that department. We have tons of places you can go, but the one I wanted to talk about today briefly was this place called Marco Island. I've heard people talk about Marco Island for the last 15 years. It's not like it's a, you know, some amazing gotta be a caribbean place that you know it's a must do it's a must go to you have to be there uh but i did just hear about it casually and the people who did say it and talk about it and bring it to my attention they had a look in their eye they really really were trying to sell me on it like you know you, you don't understand this place is beautiful it's gorgeous it's calm it's peaceful it's i mean the sunsets forget about it so that's what i'll start with when i talk about marco island it is on the west coast of florida I have not much experience with the west coast of Florida. And, you know, people who live out there, they'll think it's overrated. But I don't. Because I am a sunset guy. There's a lot of people out there who are a sunrise guy. You know what I'm saying? If you're a sunrise guy, when I say guy, I mean the proverbial guy. Of course, girls are in there too. If you're a sunrise person, you want to be on the east coast. You want to be on the Atlantic side. And you wake up early and you see that sunrise and it's gorgeous. But if you're a sunset person, if you're a happy hour drinker, if you want to, you know, maybe you don't even have to be. Why did Tommy, why does it always got to be about drinking, right? It doesn't. really doesn't have to always be about drinking. But if you want to be a, uh, if you're a sunset person like myself, you want to be on the West Coast. Now, I'm not going to, you know, move around my whole living situation on this, which way the sun comes up and comes down. But no, I just, I'm just saying I have a real appreciation for a sunset, as most of you know. So that's my one thing. The first part of it is why it's an advantage. So you're basically level with South Florida. I don't know. Maybe it's, what is it? It's probably around Fort Lauderdale. It's probably parallel. But it is an island, so you do get on a causeway and get out there. Now, mostly, if you want to drive there, you drive there. Just Google Maps, whatever it is, directions. You know how that works. It's 2020. We all know. You know, we're not. None of us are getting out the uh, AAA roadmaps anymore, are we? Remember to imagine the, 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 the progression of how you got to get places. Directions to AAA maps. When I took my first road trip to Florida from New York with my dad and my brother and my sister, and we all went down, and we had seven books from AAA. All we had to, all he had to do was say he was a member of AAA. Taking a trip to Florida. Okay, here you go. We'll send you your kit. One giant atlas, an atlas for each state, highlighters, paperwork, <laughs> we 
and we had a freaking switchboard. I wasn't sitting in the front seat, and I had like an office up there trying to figure out all the maps and things like that. You don't have to do that anymore. There used to be the Tom Tom. You had to buy the, uh, you know, whatever you call it, the Tom Tom thing, or what would you call it? The um, what was the name of it? GPS, uh, whatever. And then now it's just in your phone. That's it. Your phone will tell you exactly where you want to go. Beautiful thing. But if you're going to fly in, you fly into either Fort Myers, and that's the closest way to do it. And if you get off in Fort Myers, you're going to get you're going to be pretty much right there within 45 minutes of Marco Island. But a lot of people do fly into Miami. This is 100 miles away, which is what? Hour and 20 minutes? Uh but you get much more flexibility and probably better pricing when it comes to the flights. You're definitely going to want to rent a car because it is hot as hell. And what I hear is that it's not necessarily a place where you get your hotel and everything was, is in one block. It is a little spread out. It's a peaceful town. It's a quiet town. And then everything is kind of spread out. So you're going to want to rent that car. Uh, there's a South, uh, South Collier Beach. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. South Collier is the road, and that's where all the beachfront resorts are. You have condos on one side, and you'll have hotels on the other, and various access points to the beach. The hotels are mainly on the beach side. The condos are on the other side. Now, the condos you can get into because there's a lot of Airbnbs and things like that. You know Florida, snowbirds, the whole thing. A lot of those are very, very vacant. But the hotels are on the beach, but and then you'll be able to access the beach through various points. You may want to do some research and check out those beach access points if you're across the street in the condos. So this way you know, you know, if that's important to you, not walking a lot, you don't want to maybe be in a condo where it's, uh, you know, a, a decent walk to any of the beach access points. So definitely be, um, I'm told, be wary of that. One thing I noticed about these this place is that the beach is absolutely huge. It's like very unmolested, so like you know, it's not a lot of crazy partying going on and uh, over the top drinking and spring break action. To where it's like you know, it, it's crowded. It's a very very large beach. It's a very calm beach, and it's a very very clean beach. I mean, the sand looks beautiful plenty of room there's tons of shells along the water there's turtles you're going to encounter and you have two basic areas for the beach so as far as where the beaches are south marco beach is on obviously the south part of the island and you have a good amount of access down there it's public you can walk right on uh there's a jetty beautiful beautiful area tons of stuff to do you can do your water sports things like that and then if you walk up it's probably a good three miles so maybe you don't want to walk anywhere you have tiger tails beach and that's three miles to the north like i said but it's not even on the atlantic it's on a lagoon so if you're really looking for a peaceful time a quiet time you check out tiger tails beach um it's not on the gulf definitely check that out it's on the uh lagoon side if you're looking for some activities you're going to want to head over to rose marina now you'll need to drive again things are spread out you have tons of tours there's sightseeing tours fishing tours have some cocktails like whatever you want to call them sunset cocktail cruises uh an example of a good tour operator that was recommended to me was the dolphin explorer and you go out there on a dolphin boat it uh, looks like a double-decker, and you'll see tons of friendly dolphins. The crew is great, very, very friendly, and it's just a really overall nice experience. You know, sometimes on these excursions, you see the crew is just kind of grabbing some cash and trying to get in and get out. They go through the whole routine. These guys will talk to you. They'll sit with you. They'll explain to you individual, real kind of 
up-close-and-personal, warm-and-fuzzy experience. There are a few restaurants, but this is not a big-time place for partying or fine dining, but uh, definitely some great spots if you're looking for some casual seafood. They do have some cool kind of quaint attractions like a farmer's market that not only has produce but also has some carnival-style food, like you'll get your kettle corn there, some fresh corn on the cob with butter made to order they'll also have a uh, local city museum in the area and a center for the arts i don't know what kind of shows go on there but they will have a center for the arts i guess check the listings if you do end up on marco island there are a few offshoot uh, islands that you can go if you want even more seclusion you can check them out a lot of them are like uh, wildlife reserves and you can have beautiful plant life and things like that and just little offshoot islands that you can uh, enjoy yourself on like an example of one of those is the island of capri marina very very popular place to hang out for everybody um, there's also a place called cape romano uh, some really cool structures to check out it's hard to explain so like you're on the beach and you're looking out and you see these things they almost look like spaceships are landing in the water but they're structures they're built out from the ground almost like an extension of a pier or something and you can kind of swim out to them if you can get out there especially if it's low tide um, really really cool to look at very very photogenic and instagrammable for your uh you know for your social media platforms um Marco Island in general to me just looked like a very, very nice remote place where you can get some good f- seafood, some good drinks. The hotels look beautiful. I would just say if you're looking for some hardcore nightlife, you're not necessarily going to get that. But the hotels go till a good 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, and you'll be able to hang out poolside, have some drinks with the crew you came with. I wouldn't say it's going to be a big party, DJ-driven pool party at all, but if you really want to go to a gorgeous remote location where not a lot of people go and you are guaranteed to have a very very nice peaceful time with just second to none scenery i mean sunsets over the gulf gorgeous mornings nice and cool in the morning yeah it heats up beautiful beautiful place i i I mean i've never been there okay but I'm definitely going to go there uh, sooner than later. And that's the craziest part to me is I'm looking at this thing and I'm looking at all these videos and I'm thinking, holy crap, man, I would love to go there one day staring at it like it's St. Lucia or something. Holy crap. No, it's not St. Lucia, but I'm just looking at it. And I'm going to realize, wait a minute, you're like an hour and a half away from this place. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to go there. Speaking of being an hour and a half away from things, me and Beatrix spoke and uh, there's a good possibility that we may take a day trip to Isla Morada this weekend. You know, I'm just going to try to get into these Florida trips. Uh, yeah, somebody's got to do it. It's hard work out here. It's a tough life, right? I got to bring you all this. Con- oh, geez. I got to feed the cones. We got to go out to Isla Morada in the sun on the seven mile bridge. Check out the brewery. Check out the fresh seafood. Hit the beach. Man, what I do for you guys, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that's pretty much it on Marco Island. I guess without further ado, we will get into your emails. Hey, quick question. How important is your vacation to you? Okay, well, are you booked? If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway 
from your everyday. Always Be Booked Cruises and Vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails, you can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to Always Be Booked.com or email me directly at Tommy at always be booked.com. Hey, so you go on these walks, right? In this whole new era we're in where uh, you know I'm you know, my gym's open. I'll tell you that. I'm not ready to go back to my gym, I don't think. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Listen, like we said, there's different levels. You know what I mean? I think I do more, you know, if I go into a bar or usually it's outside or whatever. Whatever I do, I, I think I'm probably right in the middle. I don't necessarily obsess about wearing a mask or anything like that, but I do remain conscious. I try to keep my distance. I try to stay not downwind of people when I see them. I try to I try to I try to be cautious as possible. But um, you know, we do what we do. Everybody does different things. So I'm not going to the gym yet. I don't think uh, I feel that comfortable sharing treadmills with a bunch of people breathing heavy. Uh, so I'm not doing that yet. So I'm still going on the walks. Today I did about five miles. And, um, you know, when you walk, your mind wanders. Even if you're listening to something, even if you listen to a podcast or you're listening to music, even still, you're, 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 sometimes you drift off. And you just, just saw these big birds. This is weird, guys. You want to talk about not going, uh, not talking about cruising or just going off in different directions? Some weird thoughts I have. Think of the food chain, right? We're at the top of the food chain, basically. You know, if we don't have uh, any weapons on us and we're in a forest, we're probably not at the top of the food chain. But in general, as a human race, as a society, we are at the top of the food chain. And I was just kind of like wondering and thinking how lucky we got. Because birds can go whatever they wherever they want, right? You can't necessarily let, you know... Or whatever, lions and bears and elephants and walry, or is it just walruses or walry, hippo, hippopotami? All these, all these big animals, bears, they can, they can kill you. They can tear you limb from limb. But usually, we've done a pretty good job of isolating ourselves from them. Now, birds is a little harder to do that. Like we can't really isolate ourselves from birds because they can go wherever they want, right? They could just fly. Stupid thought. <laughs> How did we get so lucky as to, okay, the eagle is a big bird, right? I saw this thing on the um, uh, nature show where these eagles soar across these mountains and they see these goats and they literally, I mean like assholes, just assholes, they go and they catch a goat and they just start flying with the goat and then they drop the goat. Now, I don't think that same eagle can lift us. I don't think there's a bird out there that can. And now I know pterodactyls, they're dinosaurs. There's no pterodactyls anymore. But just think of that. So you have an elephant out there, right? That's about freaking several tons. I mean, tons. That has the strength of, I mean, ever see what an elephant can do to a car? 
even a bear, even a tiger, whatever, hippo. These are beasts of animals that are giant, giant animals. And we know if a plane can fly, heavy things can fly, right? If there was an animal out there, right, an animal out there that could be large enough to catch us and lift us off the ground, we, would we be at the top of the food chain anymore? How do we dodge that? How do we dodge the evolution of society to where there are birds, there are big giant animals that can crush us, and there are birds that can fly and be wherever they want? But we were fortunate enough to dodge the fact that there are not big giant birds that are very, very strong and can lift us up and take us wherever they want to go. Even in a car, think about it, a big giant bird, you're driving in your car, bird can pick up the car. How do we dodge that? How is there not an, an elephant size? Because physics of it, it's possible. Because a plane is heavier than an elephant, so a plane can fly. How is there not a bird the size of an elephant flying around? How would we combat that? Or maybe did we ever combat it? Did, we, did, did that exist? And then the humans are smarter. So we just hid and ended up throwing rocks or maybe shooting bows and arrows at them until they just didn't exist anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. You could always hit me up at tommy at alwaysbebooked.com and you could immediately be a part of the show. Check us out, tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. And uh, again, every single time I get an email from you guys, it's really, really appreciated. And uh, I hope you guys keep them coming because we did get a couple this week and we're still a little bit ahead of the game but i would like to be healthily backed up a little bit i would like to be you know have to worry about i would have to have to i would like to have to find a way to fit all the emails in because i would shorten the show from me just rambling and i would fill it with more emails if i had them coming but you know we got a few we got a few going and we still have a few that we haven't gotten to yet so we're doing okay now I'm going to read them all because some of them are very, very short, and then some of them are on, some of them are on the longer side. But uh, here, let's start with a short one. Dear Tommy, the machine, Juan Valdez. Juan is a very, very special person to the show. Juan is the man. Juan has been doing it and listening, and I know I've been seeing that name come across and uh, being a part of the mix for a very, very long time. And uh, you know, he he's the man. And you know, you might remember him from the guy who uh, rapped who actually rapped the theme song for the show and then challenged everybody else to. I, when I, Juan, no offense, man. When you did that, I think maybe you had some th thoughts about maybe like a slew of uh, <laughs> competitors or contestants coming in and uh, taking their shot at it. I, didn't, I, wasn't so hot, I wasn't so hot on that. I wasn't so positive that we'd get it. I thought it was like, ooh, I felt bad because it's like stepbrothers. I was like, Juan, he's all alone up there. <laughs> But you did great. I mean, the performance was awesome. And his email, like literally two words, the machine. And I think, I'm pretty sure, he's referring to Bert Kreischer. And we do talk about comedians a lot on the show and some of my favorite comedians. By the way, Tom Segura. I've never been the biggest Tom Segura fan because I, f I feel like he might be a little bit of a, like a legit psychopath. And uh, he's got little kind of like crazy, little crazy in the eyes, but he's part of the crew. He's part of the Rogan crew and the 
Burt Kreischer and the Joey Diaz. And, you know, I, I like it. I like those guys. I like that they're out there like a little comedy rat pack out in L.A. I enjoy the L.A. guys a lot more than I like the New York guys because there is like that separate circuit. But Burt Kreischer is, you know, he got his start. Weirdly enough, what a journey this guy's had. He, out of college, got an article written about him. In Rolling Stone, about being America's biggest party animal. And I didn't even know. I didn't even know him then. He tells this retrospectively. So then he's just kicking around. That springboarded him to get some sort of notoriety and have a personality. He's got a great personality. He's like a soft teddy bear. He's bigger, bigger guy, just a fun guy. I think maybe back then he might have been a little hunkier, maybe. Uh, not sure, but nowadays he's a little chubby, but he calls himself the Mickey Mantle. I mean, this guy's 47 years old or something like that. Uh, you know, big beard, big gut, you know, does a stand-up comedy routine with no shirt on. That's his thing. He just does stand-up comedy without a shirt. It's weird. It's like some psychological shit where he feels like it frees him. It's, yeah, it's, it seems a little hacky when you think about it. Fat guy takes off his shirt and does a... But this guy's a special guy because he's, you know, he's got a wife and two kids and he drinks like an absolute fish, pushing 50, drinks like it's going out of style to where his friends had to do an intervention on him, but he doesn't have a problem as per him. I guess it sounds a lot like, you know, maybe not me lately because I haven't been drinking much at all, but he just bangs down Tito's and says, no, I'm fine. In fact, I'll prove it to you. I'll run a marathon in two months. And then they just laughed at him and he ran a marathon. The guy just ran a marathon. He's like, I no, I you guys don't understand. I have a Mickey Mantle gene. I am like a gifted person. I can, you know, abuse my body, but then I could just do a marathon. Now, granted, and it's a, he's pushing fifty. Granted, he wrecked himself. He couldn't. Well, he probably he says his his knee and ankle or whatever else didn't recover from that for like two three months, and maybe not even still be the same. In some regards, but the dude finished a marathon. You realize what a marathon is, right? You you run twenty six point two miles, whatever it is, ran a marathon. So the so he was a Rolling Stone, whatever uh, cover guy, the biggest party animal in the world. He did a write up on him in a magazine. You know what I mean? And then he uh, hosted a travel show called Bert the Conqueror. I never watched one of those episodes. I just know I've heard of it, but I know it retrospectively. Now I'm a fan of his podcast and a fan of his stand-up comedy routines, and I hear him talk about you know when he did that stuff and you know back in the day and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> so he uh, he by the way I was just saying his best friend is Tom Segura, who I'm not I don't love, but his Tom Segura's last Netflix special, strong recommend. I mean it's up there. It's a it's a classic. It's a classic hour, one of the best stand-up hours I've seen in a long time. So Juan just writes The Machine. He's referring to Burt Kreischer because he has a legendary bit that you could just search on YouTube. If you search Burt Kreischer, please don't ask me how to spell his name. You figure it out. Um, it'll come up. It'll come up, Burt Kreischer, The Machine. And he tells this story that I would say is probably 50-50 real, 50-50 fake. I don't know. I wasn't there. I can't tell you. But The Machine is an all-time, you know, those 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 legendary comedy bits. Eddie Murphy, Ice Cream, um, uh, 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 Sebastian Maniscalco, The Doorbell, um, uh, uh, Ron White, Tater Salad. I got thrown out of a bar in New York City. You know, this is one of those. Burt Kreischer, The Machine story. Look that up. 
if you're so inclined, you will laugh your ass off. It's quite a tale. It's an enter- it's entertaining if it's nothing else. Thank you, Juan, for the email. And thank you for the support over the years. You are the man. Guys, speaking of support, <laughs> we got we to gotta get something done here. We got to move the needle a little bit. I'm calling you guys out, not in a threatening way, obviously. Silly. I should just remove that even statement for the I'm just I'm just saying, can we can we share this thing a little bit? Can we get it out there? I'm not saying spamming at people, I'm not saying shove it down people's throats, but if you see where it it, it looks like it fits a little bit, because I'm being honest with you, these numbers gotta go up. These numbers definitely have to go up. Uh, it's not on you necessarily to do that. It's on me to make a better show and to make sure that the numbers go up because people wanna hear, more people wanna listen to it. But what we got to do is get these numbers up, and if, like I said, if you are so inclined, I would appreciate it if you saw the opportunity, whether it's uh, verbally, whether it's through uh, direct message, or whether it's literally on a post. I do it. Like I stopped like jumping on what I used to do, and how I built a lot of this audience was just going to people's cruise groups and place the episodes in there. Hey guys, hopefully you like this. You know what I mean? I don't do that as much anymore. What I do now is where I see fit. If somebody asks a direct question, like somebody asked about the Carnival Breeze the other day. I put in a YouTube video. If somebody had a question about Aruba, I copy a link to the podcast about the port profile on Aruba. I'll put it in there. And this way I'll have no real shame doing that because it's I know I'm providing value. But yeah, we're at a little bit of a we flattened out a little bit and we definitely got to, you know, again, like I said, all I want is progress no matter how fast or slow. I just want to see improvement little by little. Again, I got to do better at my part and making sure we're consistent and making sure that we uh, do good work here and we're constantly trying to find ways to make the show better. But, you know, like I said, just throwing it out there. Wherever you see wherever you see the possibility of this show providing value to somebody, it would be very, very appreciated if you would share it with them. All right, sorry, let's move on. Tommy, just wanted to drop you a line and say thank you for your commitment to the show and your commitment to the listeners. I work in urgent care in New York City, and it's been crazy the last three months. My respite is usually one or two cruises a year that keep me sane and refreshed. Unfortunately, my 10-day cruise in April was canceled, and now... August isn't looking so great. Happily, the ABB podcast let me escape, even if only for an hour or so. It's obviously a really shitty time to be building a business around this cruise industry. Wow, it's crazy how that came in. I didn't even know what was coming up. That said, do not give up. You have a tremendous passion for cruising, and we all need people like you when it comes to comes time to rebuild the cruise world. Looking forward to sharing some boat drinks really soon. Cheers, John. John, thank you so much, man. I do appreciate that, and you know, like I always do say, it's emails like that that do keep me going. And I want to say thank you. You work in urgent care in NYC. Um, I'd be interested to know where, like what part of NYC. Is it Queens, Uptown, Downtown, Bronx, Brooklyn? Either way, it doesn't matter. It's uh, I know things have calmed down a lot, but I'm sure you have had you had quite a run. There was that period for uh, a month or so where it was, man, just seeing some of the footage of what you guys had gone through. Uh, and I like it. I like that too because, you know, we had – you know, it was always the, it was the troops. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, yeah, the troops. You know, God bless the troops. You know, playing song, get everything's dedicated to the troops, as it should be. Nothing wrong with that. But then it went to the police officers and law enforcement agencies, and you know, then it went to EMTs and you know, first responders and this and that. And that's where it should be. And and I love that you do what you do, John. I'm also it touches my heart a little bit that people who work in grocery stores. And people who work in drugstores, 
people who literally are taking these jobs for nine, ten, eleven dollars an hour and going to work and let's call it what it is, they're exposing themselves. They are exposing themselves every single day they go to work. Yeah, they got a mask. Yeah, they got hand sanitizer. But, you know, talk about being at risk. You're going into work every day and risking yourself uh, uh, single digit per hour numbers. And I love it. It touches my heart that those people are getting some recognition now. You know what I mean? You almost want to say to the guy begging your groceries, thank you for your service. And it's legit. It's not, you know, it's not tongue in cheek. It's for real. So, um, I'm I'm definitely happy that John, you are getting your just due, and you know those those 7 p.m. at 7 p.m. every day in New York City. If you've seen it at all and in social media at all, New York City just breaks into a round of applause. And if you open your window or look out your door or listen out your door at seven o'clock any day during the week, I don't know if it's still going on, but for a good stretch of time, it was a thunderous cheer and an applause, and that was for the healthcare workers. And John. That's for you, buddy. Thank you so much for the email. Thank you for the encouragement. It really, really means a lot. All right, this next one looks like it's a little bit of a long one. Hey, Tommy, after hearing you being interviewed by Tony from Lolita Loca, I took a listen to one of your podcasts, and the rest is history. I'm up to number 69 of your old podcasts now, but I'm listening to your new stuff as they come up. By the way, guys, if you're running out, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash always be booked there's close to 300 episodes drunk uh uncensored doug parker uh all sorts of friends and you know people who came through on cruising topic off cruising topic there is plenty of stuff out there five dollars a month all right moving on sorry Uh, For some reason, your old podcasts are starting from number 44, and I can't get anything before that. I'll try another app when I have gone through everything from 44 to now. I'm definitely going to do the whole Patreon sign-up when I've caught up, too. Wow, that was timely. I drive for a living. I'm a courier in Galway, Ireland, and have you in my earpiece when I'm on the road. So I worked at the Irish exit, as you may have heard. And, uh, man, I just loved it. I loved that Irish staff. And when it got really late at night, man, that's what I said. When I, when I was in Orlando, it was just crazy because, listen, I don't know if it's an old school thing or I don't know if it's a New York thing. But, you know, Friday and Saturday night, we're getting after it. We're drinking. And I know that I was the man. I was the boss of the place. And I know even the 21-year-olds, 22, 23-year-olds, they, got a, they, had a, they were worried about me. They were like looking at me. What's wrong with the boss? What's wrong? What is he? What is he always drinking for on Friday and Saturday nights? He's like playing music, having fun, microphone. You know, some of them just took to it, but some of them, even like the cool ones, would be like, "Ooh, this is," you know, he's he's a little drunk, you know. So I would play into it, and I would I would just you know, I didn't care. You know what I mean? It's what we what we what we did in New York, and I would. It'd be funny because I knew the ones that kind of especially were a little judgy about it or judgy slash concerned. <laughs> and I would just go behind the bar. And it would be like 145. And I'd go behind the bar. I'd turn a bottle of Grey Goose upside down, putting it into a cup. And I'd see I'd see one of the bartenders looking at me like, shout out to Charlotte. She's the um, Hops and Charlie girl I've told you about. And she uh, <laughs> she's a nice girl, really pretty girl, has a... Uh, has a content channel on Instagram called Hops and Charlie. Her name is Charlotte, but she goes by Charlie Hops and Charlie. And uh, she that, that that she she's a she's a she's a 
a content creator for craft beer. And I'm pouring this goose goose into the cup and I look to my left and I see her looking at me. And she looks at me and I could see it in her eyes. She's like smiling at me like, yeah, go Tommy. But I could see it in her eyes like she's like, oh, this this guy needs to freaking check into rehab. I just look back at her and go, I can stop anytime I want. <laughs> just go back to the DJ booth. And it's funny because I know, you know what I mean? It's say what you want. Just call me Bert Kreischer, but I just knew I didn't have a problem. It's Friday and Saturday night. What are you going to do? Yeah, you're on the clock. So what? And then uh, I get back to New York and I'm in the Irish exit. And it's a little different. It's a little bit different. I mean, I'm talking about we had uh, 85% Irish staff, a couple of us Americans, New Yorkers, and they were all New Yorkers now because they're here from Ireland. But I'm talking about Irish accents, everything uh, from um, some of them were from Dublin, some of them were from Galway, Galway, however you say it. And uh, the manager, my assistant manager, was this five foot ten, beautiful. I mean, totally Americanized in her pop culture taste, but beautiful uh, Irish girl named Stephanie. And she literally had the thickest accent from Derry, Ireland that you could ever think. How it was there was that there was just shots. That's it. Like there was no like not ever. There was not ever. It was the opposite of Orlando where I was the guy Friday and Saturday night pushing it to the wall. It was like Irish exit. We start Tuesday. So it's like she'll just be talking she'll be telling me oh my god you don't you know i can't do an irish accent you're not even going to know i had a wee problem today with my landlord so the thing starts leaking and and as she's telling me this story it's six o'clock in the afternoon she's not missing a beat with the story but there's just shots of jameson one for her one for me so then he comes down and he tells me well you didn't do this and you know and we just i'm like did i just do a shot of jameson at four in the afternoon with this girl and just while she's telling me about a problem with her landlord and then that would just continue for every half hour. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, Tommy, you run the place, right? You're the boss. So, you're, yeah, it's just how it was. That's how it was in the early 2000s. And it was like just coming back home. And then, yeah, I would tap out. It would be like where I was kind of done and all these Irish kids and, the, you know, it's some of the security security guys would be off deck, off, off the clock whenever I would cut them. And, um, you know, they would start drinking. It was just like, you know, they, you know, a lot of the security guys wouldn't necessarily go all in. You know what I mean? They, whatever you want to say, these Irish people, they can just drink and drink and drink. And I guess I got it in me a little bit, or at least I'm very, very well trained over the years. And I would kind of go until three, four, and then they would just keep going and keep going. And there was a play, we're going to an after party, you know, not unlike the stuff that we used to do when we were young, but me being a little older now, I was just saying that because I was so happy to, work with them because late at night when the when the when the jameson would really kick in they would play all the irish music and then they'd kick it uh you know there was a song galway girl um i think it's an old classic song but then ed sheeran did a copy of it and they would play the shit out of that and then this group called westlife they played i can't even remember the song but they would play all this irish music and it was cool how about that for a rant uh or a uh tangent i guess that would be called a tangent um i don't usually make a habit of emailing famous superstar djs with cruise addictions but i had to make an exception in this case wait hold on i drive for a living uh Stu, chris and the rest of your crazy homies i feel like i know you so well in a weird way like i'm part of your circle of friends see that's the goal here i'm gonna go down to your name because i'm gonna talk to you jimmy jules 
Jimmy, that's exactly what I look for in a podcast too. And if I can in some way repeat that, it's exactly how I feel. Sometimes I have dreams and I'll like I'll have a podcast on and I'll have a dream and I'll just be like, yeah, you know, I'm hanging out with Theo Vaughn or I'm hanging out with Bert Kreischer. And I, it's, it's, we, I guess that's some real weirdo shit, but I'm just saying when you fall asleep, you feel like you know these people and you feel like you're in the room with them having the conversation. You just don't have to talk. You know what I mean? You just don't have to talk, but you're basically in the room with them. So I totally relate to that. And if you're saying that I do that at all and we're close for you, then that's a freaking home run. That's exactly what I am trying to do. Um, okay, where else? Where do we where do we lose you? Uh, I don't usually make a habit of emailing famous superstar DJs with cruise addictions. I see what you did there. But I had to make an exception in this case. Sony seems to be an absolute head case <laughs> I talked to her yesterday, and I tried to get her to come on because more people continuously talk about Sony uh, <laughs> than anything else. And she's only made a couple of appearances, and she's only been, well, she's been on a couple of the group cruises, but not group cruises, regular cruises. Sony, I want to read this. Sony seems to be an absolute head case from trying to poison everyone, then calling a head waiter uncle to going to the theater in a towel then blaming you for bringing her in like that i really love your stories not just about cruising but your life's adventures i hope you keep telling us your uh, apostles telling us your apostles your posse your homies all about your escapades funny and not so funny in your podcast here's the problem man it's yeah, it's still there. We still got it going. We're still going to keep this party going and the ride's going to continue. But it was just, it's so weird. The, I guess, what would you call it? You know, there's been a metamorphosis. It's just been a metamorphosis. And I don't mean to get sad or tell sad stories. But, you know, when I started this podcast, yes, I was in Orlando. And yes, I was away from most of my friends, if not all of them. Um, but I still, you know, it was still different. We still kind of had a big group of people that we were cruising together with. And it was still more of like a uh, situation where I could, you know, I had a a little bit of a different employment situation where I was able to kind of get a little crazier and be a little more carefree on cruises. And then I guess in general with the whole, you know, just getting a little couple of years older, you never know when it's going to happen, when you're going to turn from a youthful kind of robust, crazy person like that cruise, some of those cruises we went on with Nick back in the days and just some of the stories that would come out of that would just, I mean, like I said, in the piano bar, moving plants and, you know, doing things like right now, I would even almost say, dude, you're going to get kicked off the ship. Stop. My, like myself today might yell at myself back then. And the other thing is, is like, uh, you know, I, listen, anybody who's on the group cruise knows the beast can be woken up every once in a while. You know what I mean? It's just, I guess, not as much. And uh, I did. I know I build myself when I first came onto the scene. I build myself as the crazy, wild, out of control cruiser because that's exactly what I was. And for whatever reason, between 40 and 44, I guess maybe that's, you know, I'm a late bloomer, you know, but some, some way, shape or form, it seemed to have calmed down a little bit. And I'm not proud of that. I like being the nut job. I like being the crazy person. And I like, you know, when having those moments when we still get after it. But yeah, definitely. And the people who came on on the last group cruise, they're probably like, are you serious? Like, this is you calmed down. This is you a little bit. Yes, it is. Like, you probably wouldn't have 
enjoyed a cruise with me when we were in our heyday doing pier runs like in every port and you know literally just terrorizing the ship throughout the night but yeah it's still there i'm not gonna lie it's hanging on a little bit by a thread for a couple of different reasons but uh it's still kind of in there and we do bring on new people like you know like the like the sandras of the world and the jonathans of the world so you know who the people who do drop off or fall off from the past you know i don't think Stu's going to be too doing too many more cruises or you know nick ended up you know getting hooked up with his girl that you know because she calmed him down a lot and you know so things change you know what i mean so we'll see where it goes we'll see where what happens but yeah uh i i do love it i do love having a good deep cruise crew to roll with and i love the fact that you listened to it watched it and were entertained by it and you'll still be entertained by it in the future the ones in the future one more comment i have to say is when you were talking about some of the caribbean islands virgin gorda in particular and you commented on the name saying it sounds like a fat chick that gets no action i laughed so much a little pee came out yeah it is pretty funny right <laughs> that's another thing man that's another thing the show you know what i mean i i don't even know i i feel like i feel like i'm i feel like i get lost sometimes i do i feel like i get lost because i i want the show to be big i want the show to have a mass appeal and when i say things like that i'm gonna crack you up and you're gonna laugh your ass off and i will too but i don't know if the show goes to the level that i want it to go when you when you're saying stuff like that um I took a break from your podcast for three days to listen to the audiobook Cruise Confidential. Great, great choice. On your recommendation, it was excellent. Can't wait for your interview with the author. Being Irish, I'm trying to figure out the whole pockets and zippers thing. Here's what I came up with. If you go to a vegetable store and you find if you buy a big cucumber and put it in a pocket, that means pocket is open for business and useful. Uh, if the pocket has a closed <laughs> zipper... I can't get my big cucumber in. That means the pocket is closed for business and useless or frigid and may need a little persuasion for the zipper to open. Am I on the right track? No, you're definitely overthinking it, Jimmy Jules. <laughs> it's uh, it's just a pocket. A pocket is like a pocket of something. It's like a group of something. You know what I mean? Oh, there's a pocket over there. 12 o'clock, pocket, pocket of this. It's just a group of people, and we use the word pocket because we don't want to yell out hot girls. That's it. There's no people were saying people I got an email once by somebody who was offended who thought I was calling it a vagina. And I know a lot of people thought that and may still think that. And I do understand why you would think that. You know what I mean? But that's not what it was. The zipper thing was just basically a pocket who's a group of uh, same thing. We made it literal. We turned it into literal. And it's like not really, you know, it's like a maybe What's a zipper? A zipper is very simply just a pocket, maybe after a 12-pack. That's all you could say. Anyway, Tommy, I should be on a 14-night Mediterranean cruise right now, but obviously with that idiot in China eating a fried bat, putting the key... I don't even think if it was fried, we might have been all right. You know what I'm saying? I think he ate it raw. If he would have, if he would have fried the damn bat, it probably would have been fine. Putting the kibosh in the whole th- whole freaking world that was canceled. Uh, but I'm delighted to say that I have a 15-night transatlantic on P&O, Britannia, from Southampton to the Caribbean, booked for this October, November, over Halloween, if it sails. And a seven-night Norwegian fjords at the brand-new P&O Iona, booked for May 2021. And, and, and... 
a 14 night on P&O Britannia to the Mediterranean at the end of September 21. Are you proud of me? Keep always being booked real. I got I was just about to say that is an impressive try or uh, that is a that's a lot of cruises to be booked on right now, especially in a pandemic. Uh Jimmy, you uh you, you definitely earn your stripes. You walk the walk and you talk the talk. Okay, Tommy, just want to write to introduce myself for now. I'm looking forward to getting involved in the podcast, sending more emails and having the crake, crack. No, crack, yeah. I know that one. What's the crack? What's going on? We're just going on seeing what the crack is. I know the crack, trust me. I was here. That was our, that was our, um, that was our, you know, our tagline. It was, uh, Irish exit, um, Food, drinks, and all the crack. Something like that. I forgot what it was. It was food. cold drinks, good food, and all the crack. Uh, something like that. Obviously, there's no way you could read this email out on your podcasts. It is a, what? <laughs> Jimmy, you underestimate me. You thought you were going to write all that and not have me read this? It is all over the place and a bit dodgy at parts. Once again, I really, well, I helped you too. You know, if your email was not long enough, which it was, I made it longer by going on a 15-minute tangent, but here we are. Listen, guys, calm down. There's no ships out there. You can't cruise right now. we got to fill this air. Once again, I'm really enjoying the podcast and can't wait to become a Patreon, uh, one of your minions. Dude, Jimmy, you have all the makings of being a super cone to the core. You're in, man, and especially with a name like uh, Jimmy Jules. Killing it. Keep up the brilliant work, Tommy. Don't change the podcast layout too much. It's bang on as it is. Enough with the brown nosing James. Chat soon. That's a great email. Uh, yeah, it's a little long. I'll give you that. It's long, but that's a great email. I appreciate it. Uh, you let me know some of the parts. The Virgin Gorda thing cracked me up. I, I, you, you cracked me. I cracked myself up through you with that line just now. But yeah, man. All right, we're continuing the uh, international situation here. Australia. I feel like I'm big in Australia, huh? If I go to Australia, will I be able? Will I need security? <laughs> yes, probably for a different reason though. Good day, Tommy. This is a long email. Sorry. All right, we got another long one here. All right, the long emails are out. My name is Matt, and we live on the Sunshine Coast in sunny Queensland, Australia. I love your. What is the Sunshine? Uh, the sun. Uh, the Sunshine Coast. I love your show. I often travel for work and pass the time on the highway listening to your podcast. The wife and I became addicted to cruising in recent years. Our first cruise was from Brisbane, and we headed north along the east coast of the tropics and Great Barrier Reef. This instigated the bug. Uh, beautiful beaches and pristine environment. Since then, we have done a few sailings, mostly with Royal Caribbean on the Voyager and Ovation of the Seas. We have been P&O, we have been on P&O Australia's Pacific Dawn before, and after the most recent refit, it had a few, Carnival Spirit, Golden Princess, and even Genting Explorer Dream. In our most cruise, our most recent cruise was on Voyager of the Seas, March 8th to March 18th for my 40th birthday bash when the world seemed to change overnight the media here and everywhere loves to trash talk the cruise industry oh it's good to know that they're doing it there too because they sure as hell are doing it here uh the cruise industry and slammed it hard here the whole the whole beat up over the ruby princess went way too far however they don't talk about the temperature checks that were carried out before all boarding and the fact that you had recently been overseas from certain countries you were denied boarding as this doesn't sell right so he's saying and i don't know if i read it properly but the basic story is that they did take precautions they did take uh you know 
they did take temperatures and they did what they could from what he's saying but they don't say that in the media they're just going to tell you all the negligence or the alleged negligence that took place and they're going to make them look bad because that is what sells and that's what sells advertising i was lucky at the time because i had recently been to singapore and the united states in december and february respectively i made the cutoff dates by one week while on the ship, the staff were excellent in cleaning, oh my gosh, constantly wiping and spraying every surface. However, halfway through the cruise, the WHO classed the virus as a pandemic, and from that moment, all ports were closed. So we spent the last half of the cruise doing donuts in the ocean with no idea of what was going on. We disembarked on the 18th and flew home. Our government now imposed a 14-day stay-at-home order for all passengers, but they dropped the ball here as the ship had 23 confirmed cases and sadly one elderly man had passed away from the virus. So our ship and three others helped spread this Chinese virus everywhere all over Australia. Uh, China comes from China. I'm not being, uh, listen, he put the Chinese virus thing in there. I'm just piggybacking a little bit. No politics here. Come on. The biggest problem with Aussie sailing is that they need two-day transit to and from Australia to New Zealand or the Pacific Islands. So there is a minimum of four sea days. Most sailings are eight or more. So no matter how much pre-checking there is, there is people there is people become no matter how much pre-checking there is people become sick well into a cruise here before they realize i have seen speculation on what changes the industry will make on being uh one being no more buffet i was never a fan of the whole idea of the buffet in the first place the amounts of hands instead of tongs grabbing the food or the pair of tongs that falls into the floor then put back or how about this you didn't this is me talking the pair of tongs that ends up in the food that you grab and put your hands in the food trying to retrieve the tongs. And you touching the tongs, then it go falls into the food, so your hand juice is on the tongs that hits the food that it's laying in. He continues, However, the P&O fleet here in Australia during their refits had already removed their buffets such as, uh, as such and created what they call the pantry. So instead of you grabbing food, it's point and shoot with the staff serving your portions. This is a much better idea. However, the selection is much smaller as it takes up a heap more real estate on the floor to do this. One thing I haven't seen, however, is the cruise card to change that really is a little Petri dish. Uh, no matter how clean you are or the staff are, it just takes one filthy animal to break the chain. It hangs around your neck on a material lanyard and is put in all kinds of surfaces at the bar, the floor, the bathroom, the bench. The problem is you need to hand it over for everything. For example, you're sitting by the pool and you think, man, do I need a drink? The waiter is doing the rounds and they pop the question, anything from the bar, sir? How, uh, however, the person on opposite side of the deck sneezes on their card and it's put with yours and the others rubbing germs together by the, by the waiter doing the rounds. They don't know this, but they hand the cards to the bartender, swiping for payment, then back to the waiter. They handle the cards and glasses. Then it's all handed back to you. Boom. It's a Corona party and not the good kind. Uh, I learned after a couple of cruises to change out the lanyard for one with a quick release clip where the card attaches as after a few rounds of full lanyard comes back, soaking wet from being dragged through all sorts of liquid on the bar. Anyhow, 
Hold on, let's read that again. I learned after a couple of cruises to change out the lanyard for one with a quick-release clip where the card attaches as after a few rounds, a full lanyard comes back soaking wet from being dragged through all sorts of liquid on the bar. Anywho, so basically you're saying, you know, you put the one that doesn't have the, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just a clip through, but that ends up getting wet and damaged, and who wants that? If they ever sort this shit out and let and let us Aussies travel overseas again, we will definitely need to do a Pirates and Pier Runner cruise with your crew in July 2021 as our eldest boy turns 21 and youngest turns 18. So we want to throw them a killer vacation. Till your next podcast. Boat drinks, mate. And like I said, that was Matt. Matt, thank you so much for that email. That's a great email. It's very, very descriptive, and it's good to get a perspective from someone who was on one of the final cruises ever to go out. That must have been crazy. Just like literally your cruise, the CDC or the WHO, calls it a pandemic literally while you're at sea and the whole entire cruise changes i mean it must have been interesting to see uh i guess were people nervous it doesn't seem like you were too nervous it does seem like you're prudent as far as being um appropriate with your cruise card which makes up another thing which he brings up another point with the cruise card what's going to be the cruise card now because that is not a viable option. As we see, as we live in the new normal, and I, I know a lot of people hate that word, but, I mean, you, you call it what you want. It's going to be a new normal, uh, for at least for a long time. But, you know, those cruise cards are literally just, just Petri dishes. You hold on to them. You pass them around. That is absolutely, I mean, ground zero for germs. So... How are we going to pay for things? I know the medallion is an option with Princess, but that was like some state-of-the-art technology, and I'm not sure they can reproduce that for every ship on every fleet. Maybe you hold your cruise card. Maybe you, it never leaves your hands, maybe, and you kind of wave it. Maybe there's a hologram put on it, and they have like a little, um, you know, like it's self-checkout, like a little gun that you shoot at the uh, barcode, possibly. I guess that could be it. All right. But anyway, again, thanks again for the email. Really, really good stuff. And a uh, big shout-out to all of Australia. All of Australia. Love you guys. And uh, definitely I would love to see you guys end up on a Pirates and Pier Runners cruise with you, your wife, your family, your kids, everybody. Hey, Tommy. I read that Joe Rogan signed an exclusive deal with Spotify for $100 million. You should do that too. I'm here to help. Ed. <laughs> Ed, I got to tell you, let me explain something, man. It's just embarrassing. This really is embarrassing because you, cu- you, you you spend so much time trying to think of ways to improve the podcast, to improve your life situation, to kind of come up and work hard and come up from the ground up and make something out of yourself. And you try to think of the best possible way to do that. And all this time I spend thinking about it, Ed just comes out of nowhere with the perfect solution. And I get mad because why didn't I think of that? Ed says, Joe Rogan signed an exclusive deal with Spotify for $100 million. You should do that too. Now you tell me why I have not thought of that. What is it going to take for me to get my head out of my ass and just think of something like that? The problem is right 
it's crystal clear in front of your face what I got to do. All I got to do is sign a $100 million deal with Spotify. And Ed, I'm going to tell you something. Because you gave me the idea, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to sign a $100 million deal with Spotify. And I am going to give you 10%. You deserve it, pal. I'll just make sure Spotify is thorough with the paperwork. And uh, just send me your mailing address where I can make sure the checks and, and your full name how I can make the checks out and you'll get your cut. Uh, once I sign the hundred million dollar deal with Spotify, you'll get your cut. Ed. Thank you so much. <laughs> Tommy, I have to share this after Doug's podcast. I was on a princess cruise about 10 years ago and saw this firsthand. One of the women at our table was an attractive 30 year old single lady. Oh boy. She had a flirtatious relationship with a handsome head waiter about halfway through the cruise we noticed that when she left that we noticed when she left before the dessert she didn't come back she would meet up with us later at one of the bars with her hair looking disheveled we all knew what was happening and finally at dinner one night she told us embarrassed that it was just sex she gave us the scoop about sneaking down to crew quarters yup it happens more than we know we didn't have excellent service at our dinner table sandy sandy um, that's a great story, and I agree. It's probably not a surprising story. I definitely got an email back in the day from somebody, and it was a woman. It was shortly after I did that um, interview with David Bruns or Brian, whatever his name is, uh, who wrote the book. I should know his name. Uh, and she was responding to that and talking about how she did. She she basically, you know, she was she seemed like she was okay with it, but she was kind of embarrassed because the guy on the crew the 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 crew member, which I think was a waiter as well, they had relations early in the cruise, and I don't know what the woman was thinking, but the crew member treated it exactly like it was. Just okay, that happened. It's over. It's done with. You know. He didn't even look at her twice for the rest of the cruise, and I think he was still her server. I think that's something along those lines. And she, you could tell she felt, by the way she said it, she said, I wasn't expecting much, but he really, really didn't give me any time. So you could tell there was a little something there where she, like, didn't think it was, um, you know, so they were gangster about it. There's sometimes they'll just, they'll just take you down, take you to the crew quarters. Uh, it's In some ships, it's called coning. The guy went coning for the night. He found himself a cone, and he went coning. You know, so, uh, yeah, Sandy, your story does not surprise me at all. Uh, it is great. It, it's cool that you shared this with us because it's it's interesting to hear. It's fascinating to hear. And you could tell from the uh, cruise director's voice on Doug's show, you could tell the way he was skating around it. And you could tell that he was basically saying, oh, yeah, it happens. Now, on my watch, I'm going to say the right things. I got it from, like he said, I'm going to say the right things. Like, if I find out about it, I'm going to have to do something about it. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, if he, it almost felt like he didn't want to know about it. Like, if it does if it does happen, don't let me find out, is basically what it sounded like from, from what I was listening to. All right, we got one more email. Hey, Tommy, big fan. Just signed up as a Patreon. This is Scott. Scott, thank you so much. I appreciate it more than you know. Welcome and congratulations you are now a super cone. Been listening to you for maybe two years. Love the show and hope to be on a future group cruise with the other super cones someday. I signed up for a UR comp based on your recommendation, and they sent me a ton of comp rooms on multiple cruise lines. I am not a whale gambler spending thousands, but I do spend an hour or two in the ship's casino each night. 
My wife is freaked out by COVID and doesn't want to sail this year. But I've got the itch bed, and a comp balcony suite on Celebrity or Royal Caribbean is going to be hard to resist. I'm glad to help and support you in the podcast. Really enjoy every show. Boat drinks, Scott. Boat drinks to you too, Scott. So yeah, you are comp seems like a cool thing. I was, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll sit here and tell you the truth. I was like getting a little frustrated by it uh, in the beginning because I couldn't tell. Like they were showing me a bunch of offers for a while and I wasn't able to get those offers. And then I would have a, a host that would call me. I think her name was Elise. And she was so, so... Um, hospitable she was very nice always returned the text always answered any questions i had but it was just very so, so I, but she would always answer it with like a question sometimes so i'd be like yeah i'm looking at this sailing well did you turn in all your paperwork yes i did do you put in all your offers that yes and then it would come back denied well we don't and she would give me like a weird answer well you said in your questionnaire that you had already sailed this this cruise line and this cruise line. The reason these are only available is because we want to provide you with a great experience and we want to have you sail on a ship that you haven't been on before. I'm like, okay, that's BS. All right. So there was definitely a little bit of a sales angle to it. It was clear that I just didn't qualify for those offers. And she was trying to, and she did a masterful job of, I guess, liaisoning the whole deal to where I wasn't like pissed off or I wasn't disappointed and I wouldn't give up. So, she asked me about last minute sailings and this didn't work and that didn't work. And uh, I guess as the downturn hit, I guess things got a little bit more open, a little bit more loose, especially on the celebrity end of things. And I did. Guys, 11 nights, deep Southern Caribbean, Eastern Southern Caribbean, not ABCs like the St. Lucia's of the world. The Barbados, Barbados, Barbadai. What do you call multiple Barbados? If Barbados had, if there were two Barbadoses in the world, what would you call them? Barbadai? Would they be Barbadai? I don't know. Anyway, I got that for free. Taxes and port charges. Total for the cruise, $279. 11 nights, two people, balcony. So yeah, strong recommend from UR Comp. But I would say just be patient with it because you can, if you don't, if you don't gamble at a certain level, you could get rejected. And you also have to kind of maybe finagle your way into it and be like, you know what? Maybe I gamble more than I do. Uh, chances are you may not get the second hit off that, but I mean, you'll get the free cruise. You know what I mean? I don't, try to be as accurate as possible when they ask you what your bankroll is of cash that you're going to gamble with. I exaggerated a little bit, but uh, we'll see where it goes. You know what I mean? You have a little bit of deniability because it's downturn. You can't. We're all struggling out here. You don't have as much as you thought you would when you originally booked this. You have those types of things if you want to get a little political and do a little, you know, do a little dance there. But, uh, you know, if you don't hit the numbers they want, you probably won't. You're not likely to get a, a, another offer anytime soon. But, hey, listen, we'll see. But youarecomped.com. Uh, you are the letter U, the letter R, comped, C-O-M-P-E-D. Dot com is the website, and all it is is you just have to send them offers you get from other places, whether it's casinos, other cruise casinos at sea, anywhere, offers on gambling, offers that you get based on gambling, Vegas, uh, M-Life, whatever. Send them in. You start building up a bank of, uh, you know, I guess, credibility, and then your offers will go up as, your, as the offers you send them go up. Guys, I want to thank you so much for listening. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. 
slash always be booked for an extra show a day. It's just $5 a month. The always be booked cruise and travel. Uh, what is it? Cruise and travel lounge on Facebook. We uh, do a lot of our interacting there. We have an Instagram account, always be booked. That's been pretty, you know, the whole thing, guys. The whole operation has been a little kind of stuck in the mud a little bit. And I do get it. The industry is, well, it is what it is with the industry. I'm hearing it from a lot of people all around. They're having a little trouble too. But, hey, you know, excuses ain't going to... You can make the excuses, but they ain't going to help. So whatever we could do to kind of spread the well, spread the knowledge of the show, let people know about it would be very, very, very appreciated. Oh, and great job, Trevor. Got to give a shout out to Trevor. Excellent rendition of this jam on the ship show page. And I copied it and put it on our page too. Because after all, it is our theme song. Great job, Trevor. Boat drinks, Cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away... I love your big problems You got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand and one part sea And one part set of a nine on tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away a love your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries You could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the boat leaves from So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries You could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You got worries You could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Oh